You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. An RNZ investigation released this week revealed that the government has been contracting an Israeli spyware company. The Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment has been using Cobweb's Technologies, a surveillance, for, a surveillance firm composed of ex-members from the Israeli Defense Force, as early as 2019. Cobweb Technologies collates all sorts of data, ranging from relationship data to political leanings, from all major social media platforms. And this information is sent to MBIE's intelligence unit, which comes under Immigration New Zealand. As it turns out, Immigration New Zealand have been using Cobwebs to vet prospective immigrants, with Immigration Minister Michael Wood saying that Cobwebs is a vital tool for ensuring the safety of Aotearoa and preventing all manners of extremists and international criminals from entering the country as immigrants. But this is not cut and dry. The government has not revealed all of their operations with cobwebs, and the surveillance firm has been banned on certain social media platforms for targeting political dissidents. Joining me to talk more about the problems and processes involved with cobwebs is Dr. Nalan Arachalage from the School of Computer Sciences, uh, Computer Science at Waipapa Tamata Rau. Kia ora, Nalan. How's it going? Hi, thanks for having me here. Uh, so, so Cobwebs has been grouped in with several spyware companies who have been nicknamed as cyber mercenaries. Uh, is this a fair characterization of Cobwebs technologies? I think there is, uh, that makes quite sense. It's a fair bit of a, a descriptor for, for, for the company. Uh, Cobwebs um, is AI-powered open source intelligence. Uh, so they use various kind of tools, cyber threat um, monitoring as well as situational awareness as well as threat intelligence um, kind of their mission is to protect global communities and organizations from crimes threats cyber attacks by providing seamless access to publicly available data um, if the government is using uh, their services uh, there could be a fair bit of a descriptor uh, to, to, to call them cyber mercenaries. Um, but however, uh, one of the challenging things that we are facing is do these kind of activities reflect on the privacy policy developed by the, the, the Cobweb uh, company? Hmm. Uh, Cobwebs have previously spied on you know, journalists, politicians, political dissidents under authoritarian regimes, under authoritarian regimes sorry, and human rights activists uh, all overseas. Facebook has even banned the use of Cobwebs on its platform. Uh, given that Cobwebs has been criticised for engaging in such activities, should our, uh, should our government be contracting them out? I think this is a huge problem here. So we don't know about if the government has got a contract with them, what it looks like. One of the challenging things is this is a company based outside New Zealand. And also, um, if you look at their privacy policy of the, uh, of the company, um, and they should clearly define if they wanted to access to uh, a general public information of this country, how they're going to collect that information through those uh, tools, AI-powered open source intelligence tools, such as uh, cyber threat monitoring tools, situation awareness, and cyber 
intelligence uh, investigation tools, how they're going to collect our information, general public's information, and how they're going to store their information uh, securely uh, through an encrypted manner. If somebody could manage to access to that information, bad boys, intruders, attackers, um, and they might not be able to reveal what that information is. How are they going to share that information with the third party uh, companies, such as the, the New Zealand governments, if they're claiming so? Um, if that's the case, have they clearly what the privacy policy looks like? How are they going to collect their information? So they might not be able to collect individuals' information uh, without them even knowing it. So if you look at the GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation, they clearly defined that. So we do have uh, Australia, New Zealand Privacy Act introduced 2020. So that is a, uh, merely a cut-down version of GDPR. They talked about how we should collect general public's data, how they're going to share, store their information, how they're going to share their information, perhaps with a parent company or a, uh, a third-party organisation, or perhaps with advertisement purposes, even so. Um, so they need to be clearly defined. They need to, that should be transparent, uh, but there is a lack of transparency uh, of using these data, so, which is quite against the uh, Zealand Privacy Act introduced in 2020. Mm. Do you think this government, uh, the, the government hiring out this company without the public's knowledge will deal a, a blow to public trust in the government? I think, certainly. Um, this is going to be a huge a, a kind of a, a distrust uh, between general public and the government because um, according to the Privacy Act, as I mentioned that earlier, uh, people should be notified how their information is being collected and and share or uh, used uh, by the third party if, if, if they were meant to do so. So in that case, um, if people are not aware of how their information, the personal details will be used, so there would be an a, a, a elephant in the room. Um, cyber surveillance companies do not come under the same scrutiny as government-run intelligence agencies. Why do private companies uh, such as Cobwebs have less oversight than state firms like the Government Communications Security Bureau or GCSB? So I think this is this is quite um, important and to think about again going back to uh, the, the the policy that they have with the with the government. So um, when they are getting a a company like Cobwebs to um, surveillance, make those surveillance or surveil uh, general public. Um, what they're trying to claim is, so they wanted to protect the country from terror attacks or uh, any criminals uh, or any crimes kind of stuff. So in that case, that's true. But on the other hand, uh, it is a question whether or not the government has talked to the company or whether or not they have a mutual understanding of what would be the common agreement looks like when it comes to uh, protecting those government, uh, the, the general public's data and information. If they manage to protect this information, what would happen? The Privacy Commissioner and relative ombudsman do provide some form of oversight for, you know, the, the surveillance that Cobweb's Technologies is um, conducting. Uh, how is this oversight, you know, conducted and what kind of oversight do they provide? 
Yeah, so I think it's not, again, been very clear about, it's not been very uh, uh, transparent to the general public about uh, what the agreements that they have got with combat, because that needs to be clearly communicated to general public. So if that's the case, they know that how their information is being used. Otherwise, leaving little nuggets of information from your life doesn't make a big deal. But at the end of the day, A, you become the end product. But B, uh, what happened, um, even the nation's uh, illegal state-sponsored actors could use this information to um, uh, leverage many attacks like fishing, farming, whaling, because they have got access to all sorts of information about the general public of this country. Um, but then they can have more targeted spear phishing attacks, targeting for specific people because they understand those threat monitoring and threat investigati- investigative tools has got the capabilities and powers of modeling uh, threats to how based on the individual's behaviors. So if people can understand how the abnormal behavior of the general public behave uh, when they're on online, so then uh, they can have more sophisticated attacks. So um, that's the huge problem here. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.